Greetings to you in Jesus' name. It's a joy for us to come together to worship the Lord and to study the Word of God together. We welcome you once again for this uh, time of worship and uh, meditation of God's Word. I believe that this will be a blessing to you. So stay tuned. Continue to uh, watch and listen to the Word of God. Uh, grab your Bible, a notebook, a pen. Um, take down notes. It will help you in your life. We're going to look at the word of God this morning and before that we'll pause for a moment and pray that God will speak to us. Father in heaven we come to you Lord in Jesus precious name. Lord we are thankful to you for giving us another new day to worship you and to Lord be together Lord though we are physically distant but connected together one in spirit. Lord we pray that you will speak to us. We pray the spirit of God will enlighten our hearts and our minds and instruct us, and teach us, and influence us to change, and be transformed. Help us to align our lives to the word of God, and to the teachings of scriptures. Let your name be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's go into God's word this morning. Uh, we're going to be looking at the prophecy of Daniel. You know, last week we studied, if you remember, uh, the book of Ezekiel. We just had a quick overview, but it was a powerful um, word that God gave us. And I truly believe that this will also be a life-transforming experience for us. And that's my prayer. Not that we just go through another Sunday and just listen to a message. Not just preach a sermon, but to experience God in a new way through His word. Uh, the revealed word of God actually reveals to us the person of God. Let's go into the scriptures. Uh, just to give you an overview about uh, the book of Daniel. Uh, it can be separated into two parts. One, the first part, which is the historical uh, you know, part, the first six chapters. And the second six chapters, the latter six, actually more prophetic. Uh, the first part, which is historic in nature... Uh, is more addressed as a court narrative. It's, and it was recorded, it said it's recorded in Hebrew. And the second part, which is more prophetic, uh, which is also apoleptic, which is um, uh, speaking about things that are yet to come and about the end times. Um, they say that it was more written in uh, the Chaldean cryptic language, in the Chaldean dialect. But essentially, primarily, the book was written to the Jews. As Ezekiel was early on into the exile, um, this was a little more towards the latter part of their exile. Now, in that situation, um, you know, where they were at, the political environment was not very conducive. Um, the people of Israel, remember, they were taken to Babylon uh, to be captive. And uh, they were there, and Daniel was there uh, along with his friends Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And while they were there, uh, the political environment was not very much embracing them. They were foreigners in a foreign land, taken as captives. And it was an autocratic uh, rule, a dictatorial government. It was also a superpower globally at that time. And the social situation uh, was uh, where they were enslaving other nations uh, to serve their king, Nebuchadnezzar. The spiritual climate was also no... It wasn't good. It was as similar to what we are experiencing now where there was no corporate worship. 
they could not gather congregate together because they were not in jerusalem and only in jerusalem in the temple they could go and worship god but now there was no corporate worship no sacrifices uh, but yet there was divine intervention that's the amazing thing though they could not gather congregate together but yet god was visiting them yet god was moving god was in action yet god was speaking god was revealing and this is the environment that you find them um in in light of this it becomes clear that the book of daniel was uh compiled to teach the jews living in daniel's day when you look at the whole book of daniel um and it holds good for us today as well that what it means to live life knowing that only god's kingdom will ultimately prevail you read about several kingdoms the rise and the glory of several earthly of these earthly kingdoms uh in the book of daniel uh you read about uh, nebuchadnezzar belshazzar's son you read about cyrus king of persia darius uh, king of medes who comes and takes over uh, so daniel actually lives through and uh, serves many kings but yet the the the, the whole narrative of uh, daniel actually helps us to understand that all of these earthly kings have their highs and lows and they are never permanent and they never ultimately prevail but only god's kingdom prevails because these men were actually ushering in the kingdom of god and they were living out the kingdom life and uh, as the people of israel were called to be the kingdom of god uh, these were men who were representatives of uh, god's kingdom and you see the kingdom of god and god being manifest and revealed in a very powerful dramatic way in the book of daniel and so the concept of the kingdom is the foundational theme of daniel and the kingdom uh the rest of the kingdoms the stories of the kingdoms all tie in together to help us understand the kingdom of god the nature and the glory uh, and the eternity or uh, the eternal nature of the kingdom of god so the the book of daniel carefully and powerfully reveals the relationship between god's kingdom and earthly kingdoms from the human perspective in the first six chapters and from the divine perspective which is prophetic apocalyptic utterances in the second half of the book of daniel and so the purpose of daniel uh, was to primarily to reveal to all that only god's kingdom prevails and lives exists forever and daniel wants his readers to grasp this truth and to live in line with it he wants us to be inspired humbled and obedient in the light of the unchallenged and the everlasting reign of god he wants us to be inspired humbled and be obedient in light of the unchallenged and the everlasting reign of god only god's kingdom will last eternally because only it shall never be destroyed and daniel's desire for us is to be remain to remain faithful to the lord who is building his kingdom whose kingdom endures forever even when the kings of this world are wearing us out even though the kings of this world and the circumstances of this life are wearing us out we the saints of the most high god are to live as his kingdom people continuing to be inspired obedient and faithful to god no matter what the circumstance he's given a kingdom god has given us his kingdom and he has called us to be his king his people in his kingdom and so you find daniel actually revealing a giving a little bit of insight about the messiah who's going to come the son of man which it talks about in chapters 9 10 and so on and how the ultimately the everlasting kingdom of god comes in and god most high comes and reigns 
and we will enjoy a share in his kingdom this is a story of daniel or the whole summary of the book of daniel why do i say this so that you understand why, what it means when we are talking about daniel when we are reading about the book of daniel i just don't want us to go back to um, only mere you know selective stories of the book of daniel especially in the first six, six chapters we would talk about uh, daniel interpreting the dreams daniel uh, knowing the mystery of what the king dreamt we would talk about uh, his son uh, nebuchadnezzar's son belshazzar who sees the writing on the wall and daniel interprets that for him we would read read about how uh, the decree was given out by darius and daniel actually prays three times and again he goes up and prays and he's thrown to the lions den shadrach meshach and abednego in the fiery furnace for not bowing down to the idol we we know all of these selective stories daniel didn't eat of the food that was offered to uh, the king uh, and uh, kept himself from defiling so we would selectively uh, remember each of these stories and independently understand and process these stories very often but it's important that when we read the scriptures we have a complete overview of the whole thing to understand what is a central message that is being uh, conveyed through the writing of this book why did daniel why was the book of daniel written why is there the historical record in the first six chapters why is there a prophetic utterance in the next the latter six chapters and what was the message conveyed to the jews and this is what as i just described that the kingdom of god is eternal in contrast to the earthly kingdoms and god in the midst of all that is wearing us out these earthly kings and kingdoms wear us out uh, we see with uh, regard to uh, our finances with, with regard to the policies with regard to the uh, you know uh, restrictions with regard to the pandemic with regard to many things that are happening around us all of the corruption all of those things that are happening around us we feel sometimes that we are not experiencing the fullness of life we feel like you know this is wearing us out but while we feel so and we are persecuted for our faith we are insulted and we are looked down upon uh, we are seen as people who just come and convert others in so many ways we are misunderstood and misrepresented but in the midst of all of that the lord wants us to be faithful to him as his people because there is a kingdom that is coming which is going to last forever and we are already in the kingdom of god and he wants us to be faithful and so this this morning the central message that comes through very strongly through the uh, book of daniel is god rewards for our faithfulness god rewards our faithfulness the reward for faithfulness that's the title that i would like to give for this morning's message the reward for our faithfulness and daniel through the book of daniel that's the message that is being spoken be faithful be faithful and these men were faithful shadrach meshach abednego daniel were all faithful men come be to uh, daniel chapter 7 and verses 13 to 4 and 14 in my vision at night i looked and there before me was one like the son of man coming into the with the clouds of heaven he approached the ancient of days and was led into his presence he was given authority glory and sovereign power all nations and peoples of every language worshiped him his dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away and his kingdom is one that will not be destroyed this seemed to be standing forth as a very central uh, verse of this whole book of daniel that his dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away and his kingdom is one that will not be destroyed and so we need to recognize that we are part of that kingdom 
you and I who have accepted the Lord Jesus and if you have not yet I want to urge you this morning to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you and your household shall be saved saved from sin saved from sickness saved from you know curses that come because of consequence of sin saved from everlasting eternal destruction believe on the Lord Jesus and when you believe in him he will become the Lord and the savior of your life and when Jesus becomes the Lord of your life you come under his sovereign rule and he reigns over your life and he does good in your life and you begin to see that he becomes king enthroned on the throne of your heart and your life and so you become his child and you become his people and in being so you and I will begin to see that the earthly kingdoms will rise and fall and they will persecute the saints and they would entice them and but yet the faithful will stand firm will be firm till the end that's the uh, teaching that you find in the book of Daniel in verse 32 of chapter 11 come with me to 11:32 now that we are in an everlasting kingdom that will not pass away and his kingdom will never be destroyed in Daniel 11:32 with flattery he will Corrupt those who have violated the covenant. This is the evil spirits that do their work with flattery. He will corrupt those who have violated the covenant. But the people who know their God will firmly resist him. The, the covenant people, here it's talking about the covenant people who know their God will firmly resist the devil, will firmly resist sin, will firmly resist the kingdom of darkness through their acts and life of righteousness. And so God is calling us through the book of Daniel to live a life that is faithful as his covenant people. Hallelujah. Amen. That is the central message that I see that is being spoken through the book of Daniel. You might be in Babylon, but remember you are an Israelite, a covenant people. That's the message that is coming to the people of Israel. You might be in a place where it's full of idolatry all around and you have to bow down and worship this idol. Else you'll be thrown to the burning uh, furnace. You have to stop praying three times a day and only worship the king. Otherwise you'll be thrown into a lion's den. You have to eat the food that is offered to the king. Otherwise, you know, you will, uh, you will be disrespecting the king and it can cost you your life, your head. In the midst of such a situation, while being in Babylon, while being faced with so many oppositions and problems and challenges, remember, you are an Israelite, a covenant people. That's what Daniel is telling the people of Israel. Covenant involves trust and faithfulness. Trust on the other person who initiated the covenant or who is party to the covenant. And you who has come to sign up with the covenant and you who have come to um, make a covenant, an agreement with God, you are to be, you have your obligation to be faithful. You have your trust which is an, uh, which, by which you actually embrace the covenant and you have faithfulness by which you uh, stay true to the covenant. And that is what God is expecting from us. Covenant involves trust and faithfulness. And so while we are still in this world, we are not of this world, the Bible says. Hallelujah. We are in this world. We can't go up on a mountain or in a cave and, and escape the corruption and the sin and the problems and the crisis of this world. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. And so how do we live in this world as his kingdom people? We do not conform to the world, but instead we live as a covenant people with trust and faithfulness. And for that trust and faithfulness, there is a reward. 
there is a reward hallelujah but before we go into seeing what the rewards are we're going to first look at what are the areas of faithfulness you, that you recognize or you identify which is this, which which is spoken of which is taught through the book of daniel areas of faithfulness where they were faithful to the extent where they did not consider the consequences if they are faithful or when they are faithful there are certain consequences that would affect you in the world the world is not going to appreciate your faithfulness to god the people are not going to appreciate your faithfulness to god the 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 culture is not going to appreciate or endorse uh you know your faithfulness to god and that's not going to be valued so much but while you still continue to be faithful what happens is that without considering the consequences of your faithfulness while you still continue to be faithful you have a reward that god gives that you are blessed with which only the faithful will receive there's a difference between the uh, pseudo religious pseudo spiritual and the faithful there are some people who have a form of godliness without the power of god and so here is a clear distinction between them and but while a person has to choose to be faithful they have to pay a price and that's a cost of being a disciple of the lord jesus christ if you are a true disciple of jesus you and i are expected to be such faithful people who will stand through the tests that come our way and so i'm going to talk about four areas uh, which i see as primary areas of faithfulness that i identify in the book of daniel area of spirituality faithful in the area of spirituality secondly religiosity in his religiosity how are they different or religiosity is normally considered as a bad word oh we are not religious people we are spiritual people oh no i'm just there, there's something about that religiosity there's some the good side of it of course there is the false religiosity that we normally refer to but spirituality first and second area of faithfulness is religiosity third area of faithfulness is morality fourth area of faithfulness in the legality All right, let's go into it. Are you ready with me? Come, let's look at the scriptures. I'm excited for what God has for us this morning. Turn with me to Daniel chapter 1 and verse number 8. First we'll be talking about the area of faithfulness uh which dealing with spirituality, in the area of spirituality. Daniel chapter 1 and verse 8. Now Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and the wine, and he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself the way that way this way but daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and the wine what is wrong about eating some food and wine oh well it was in their culture at that time where the babylonians had the um practice of eating meat with the blood in it and the bible clearly uh, the law of moses clearly you know talks about how we ought not to eat food meat with blood in it because there's life in the blood and god forbid them, forbade them from eating meat with blood in it and also um daniel who was well versed in the torah and in the psalms and the proverbs and the writings and all of that definitely as a man who was uh, a descendant of hezekiah most likely born in a royal family 
uh, as it says in uh, the preceding verses in the first book itself where he was of uh, uh, you know Nebuchadnezzar was looking for men from of nobility and who uh, had a royal heritage and Daniel was uh, uh, most likely a descendant of uh, one of the kings of uh, Israel and so Daniel also knew uh, from the book of Proverbs uh, when you sit in the presence of the king put a knife to your throat uh, Solomon would say or it's not right for kings to take wine um, you know so he was familiar with the scripture passages uh, in the Old Testament and so Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine and he asked the chief official uh, the chief eunuch for permission for not to defile himself this way. And so Daniel took a stand. Uh, Daniel's name was changed to Belshazzar. Daniel was asked to learn the culture, the language, and the wisdom and uh, learnings of uh, uh, the Babylon uh, of Babylon. So Daniel actually did not have a problem with somebody changing his name. Daniel didn't have a problem with uh, learning the culture of Babylon or the language or the um, you know the, the the wisdom and the literature of uh, Babylon. Daniel didn't have a problem with all of that. Oh, maybe. He was like, you know, I better know this culture. I better know what they believe in. I better know their literature. I better know their heritage and history so that I can relate better with them and, and make a difference in their lives and, and, and show who the God of Israel is. Probably he, he took that as a good opportunity. And, and so he did not have a problem with all of that. But when it came to his faith, when it came to his spirituality, to his spiritual commitments... He was a man who was faithful. He was found faithful. Now being uh, a foreigner in a foreign land and now being chosen uh, to serve the king and to be one of the wise men in the king's palace uh, and, and being offered all of this five star food, who wouldn't want to have it? He would be very proud to take a self, you know, should have been a very proud guy. Uh, if he was probably in the 21st century, he would have taken a selfie. You know, if, if it was probably any of us, we would have taken a selfie eating with the king or in the king's table and the king's food and posted that on Instagram, it would have gone viral. But Daniel's faithfulness was such where he said, I'm not going to eat this. And he refused, even though it was, even though it was something that, could cost his life even though it was something that could displease the king so his spirituality he did not want to defile himself through compromise and so I want to talk to us about how about our life how about our spirituality where does our spirituality begin and end is it all about just attending a service on a Sunday is it, or even today now in this kind of a scenario where we are not even gathering sometimes is it just about watching a video, you know, watching uh, the live streaming on a Sunday morning. Does our spirituality just begin and end there? Or do we live by a certain set of teachings? And our spirituality is completely based on the teachings of scriptures. And so it's important that we learn and understand the teachings of scriptures. So that when challenges of life come and where times where we could actually uh, be uh, in a place where we could compromise... If we have sound knowledge of scriptures, that would give us the ability and the power and the grace to keep ourselves from being defiled. And so I want to ask us this morning, what are those things that could you know, easily defile you? What are those things that could easily defile you? See, and see if these things that you are uh, involved with, is there anything that could actually corrupt your life? Is there something that could make uh, you do something which is not right biblically? Is there something that 
could uh, make you to do something it, it, it could be a good conducive situation it could be like a god given opportunity now for daniel you know i'm sure he would have praised god he and his friends saying oh we came to a foreign land we thought we would go jobless we thought we would be beggars on the streets but praise god god has given us you know opportunity to you know sit and eat in the king's palace and so they would actually rejoice and praise god saying this is god's moment of blessing for my life Yes it was God's blessing but even in the blessing they were careful to choose what they wanted to do and not to choose what they should not do Are you with me this morning to choose what you ought to do just because there's a open door for, of God's blessing doesn't mean that you know everything that comes along the way is just going to be acceptable you know there could be certain things that you could encounter and people you could encounter where you might have to say no this is not in alignment with scriptures and so I make a choice even though this is an open door that God has given to me for my blessing but I still am careful on how I handle this Amen. Are you with me this morning? If you are, say amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So, his spirituality, area of faithfulness, number 1 was his spirituality kept himself from being defiling, uh, from being defiled, a defilement that could come through compromise. Secondly, religiosity. Oh, we talk about as I said religiosity. We're not talking about a false religiosity. There's a difference here. When I talk about religiosity, I'm talking about a discipline in the religiosity. a good discipline a good religiosity which actually helps in your spirituality which contributes to your good spirituality which feeds your good spirituality and so here is this religiosity which is basically a disciplined prayer life that he had in daniel chapter 9 verse 20 to 23 now we normally know from chapter 6 daniel prayed three times a day i'm not going to refer to that once again because we all know it i'm going to refer to another verse in daniel 9 verse 20 to 23 while i was speaking and praying confessing my sin and the sin of my people israel and making my request to the lord my god for his holy hill while i was still in prayer gabriel the man i had seen in the earlier vision came to me in swift flight about the time of the evening sacrifice he instructed me and said to me daniel i have now come to give you insight and understanding As soon as you began to pray a word went out which I have come to tell you for you are highly esteemed therefore consider the word and understand the vision another area of faithfulness a man who is not a man who just prayed when problems came a man who is a prayerful man it doesn't mean that he didn't have any problems at all in life but as a prayerful man he had visitations from heaven he had answers from him a true disciplined prayer life will bring answers from heaven now it's one thing to say oh i pray so much i pray so many times i pray for this i pray for that it's great to talk about how much we pray or how good we pray how well we pray but are your prayers actually uh, bringing down answers a good disciplined prayer life uh, which is just for our own selves can actually bring no answer from heaven a very self driven prayer life Uh, just to be boastful just to um you know receive more blessing for myself a selfish prayer life can actually bring no answers sometimes uh, we we think we pray a lot we think that we are you know doing god a favor by our prayers but you know true religiosity uh, here is not just about uh, doing it as a duty but doing it with all our heart doing it with a faithful life and being faithful in what we're doing Now it's important that we understand here when Daniel actually prayed this is actually a prayer that he prays as he reads through the prophecy of Jeremiah 
when he reads through the prophecy of jeremiah he finds that jeremiah is prophesying that the people of israel will come back in 70 years and when he sees that his heart is moved and he's actually interceding for the people he's interceding for the sins of the people he's asking and pleading for god to have mercy upon the people that god will forgive the sin of the people and turn the hearts of the people back to him look at his prayer his prayer was not self seeking his prayer was not for self elevation his prayer was not for him to do well in life it was not just for his personal success his prayer was not just for his family and their needs it was not just lord give me bread give me butter lord give me wine give me give me a house give me a car it was not just self oriented prayer but here he was praying the heart of god he was praying the will of god and he had a disciplined prayer life his heart was in tune to god where he captured what god wanted and desired and he prayed about that and that is truly you know what we need to actually have as disciplined a prayer life it's not so much about the regularity alone it's not just so much about the you know regularity alone but it's also equally important what is equally important is the heart and the and the willingness and the passion the 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 mind with which we come to the lord and what we are praying for is for god's work for god's will in alignment to god's plans you know our prayers are praying the heartbeat of god and when that happens what happens is that you start receiving answers and so the the the, the typical a uh, test that i would uh, you know uh, derive from this passage is your true religiosity is tested uh, based on how much of answers and how where how how much god is actually responding to your prayer other times where god is speaking to you other times where god is giving you an answer other things that god is doing as you pray are you beginning to see answers of course there are certain things that might take a whole lifetime for you to see an answer it might happen even the next generation for things that you prayed now but but here in response to daniel's prayer there was an answer that came from heaven there was a messenger that who was sent from heaven and that's what i am really you know desiring to see that our prayers will really bring such answers such you know responses from heaven and wisdom and understanding was given insight was given to daniel concerning the things that god was going to do as a response to his prayer and prayer again here for daniel was not so much about just asking things as i said already it was more about communion it is more about fellowship it was more about spending time with god it was more about an intimacy with god where god could not but reveal what he had in his mind whether it was concerning the king whether it was a dream whether it was an interpretation of the dream whether it was a, a prediction that god was showing things about things that are yet to come about the rise and the fall of kingdoms or whether about the messiah was coming or about the end times oh god was just choosing to reveal to daniel everything everything it's amazing to see how much how many things when i say many it's not the repetition of one kind but how uh, a variety of things that god is actually speaking to daniel and making them known to him it's amazing this is the life of daniel a, a, a religiosity that actually was true a religiosity that was not false a religiosity that was you know uh, one of a kind where 
angels came in response gabriel came in response because you have chosen you have from the first day you have set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before you are gone your words were heard and i have come in response to them you see this is the kind of religiosity that he had not a false religiosity not a form of religiosity not just attending church services not just attending a prayer meeting it was not just mere form it was not just going through the routine the motions but here he set his mind to gain from the first day you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your god he was a man was completely god dependent why was he praying morning afternoon and night because he was just god dependent your true religiosity is revealed in how much you are god dependent and your answers from god is based on how much you are god dependent god responds to people who are dependent completely upon him hallelujah pride is saying i can do it myself i can handle this humility says i need god even though i can do this i need god i can't do anything by myself Hallelujah 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 and so i want you to you know learn this morning about uh, we uh, you know need to learn about the faithfulness areas of faithfulness first is spirituality where he uh, was not defiling himself through compromise secondly religiosity of prayer and answers from and the heart that he had in his true religiosity where he had a disciplined life of prayer and thirdly morality uh, area of faithfulness come down to daniel chapter 6 and verses 3 to 5 read with me in daniel 6 3 to 5 now daniel so distinguished himself so distinguished himself put himself in a place of a honorable position a place of integrity where him he himself uh distinguish himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom at this the administrators and the satraps tried to find grounds for charges against daniel in his conduct of government affairs but they were unable to do so they were trying to find charges somewhere he would go wrong but they were unable to do so they could not find corruption they could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt nor negligent he was trustworthy neither corrupt nor negligent oh you couldn't find any way he lacked integrity this is true integrity integrity is far more beyond than just honesty while they are very complimentary type of words but integrity is being very much true to yourself honest to yourself of course but very often the word honesty we understand in terms of speaking the truth or being honest outside but in true integrity is about being truthful to yourself truthful to your own conscience truthful in the privacy of your heart in the privacy of your mind sins are sins could be private but they are never personal hear me well sins could be private but they are never personal because an act of sin which is very private actually affects other people in some way or the other you have your own personal consequences but also has a larger consequence and but integrity is about something which is very private and very personal and also it has its impact on others he distinguished himself with integrity he was so good in the sense he was not a man who was just living like a slave to the government while there were times he also stood up and said i will not defile myself with the orders of the government when it came to his spirituality but here is the aspect of his morality where when it came to what is good and bad 
you find him that there was no way you can find or point a finger or accuse him of any wrongdoing at any time he so distinguished himself this is something that you develop from on the inside and it actually comes from your regular religiosity and your spirituality your morality gets built over a period of time you become you 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 train yourself to be morally good not just with our own efforts but you also put in your effort you have your responsibility to be morally right and good not to be corrupt in any way not to be negligent in any way to be completely trustworthy wow he distinguished himself with such exceptional qualities and so thirdly we talking about the aspect of morality faithfulness in his morality he distinguished himself with integrity he distinguished himself he earned that respect he earned that quality he was careful he was wise he had self control being in a government position being in a place of authority and you know power very often corrupts people until you have nothing you know you, you really don't have much to actually uh, use abuse or misuse but when you have something when you have power when you have position when you have people at your disposal when you have things that are at your disposal you actually can end up you know taking that for your own advantage you can end up using that you know for your own benefit for your own credit for your own growth for your own sustenance for guarding your own position for guarding your reputation you can misuse you can abuse people very often we love things and uh, use people instead of you know using things and loving people that's what happens when people come to positions of power and authority and when they are in a system in a certain system which is also corrupt it's very easy to succumb to the system and we can easily blame the system and say what to do i can't do anything even though i want to be right i want to be good i want to not speak lies i want to be honest i want to be truthful but the system does not permit me well a man who distinguished himself with integrity integrity faithfulness in his morality fourthly the area of faithfulness that you see is in the aspect of legality wow legality in daniel chapter 6 read with me in verses 13 to 14 then they said to the king daniel who is one of the exiles from judah pays no attention to you your majesty or to the decree you put in writing he still prays three times a day when the king heard this he was greatly distressed he was determined to rescue daniel and made every effort to until sundown to save him You see even king the king king Darius was so unhappy that this was happening to Daniel why because these men who were jealous of him actually initiated the law and made the king to sign a decree saying that anybody who does not uh, pay attention or worships uh, you know the king will all be put in the lions den you know this was in, this was coaxed and induced by these men and the men who were jealous of Daniel and they made the king to form a uh, you know put a decree and uh, declare that that's a, a irrevocable decree now there was a law that was put in but here when the law was going against daniel's conviction and uh, the law of god daniel would not obey and that's how we respond to authority when the authority you know wants us to do something which is not legally right morally right ethically right we can choose to disobey the law because 
we obey the law of God above the law that is in the land. When the law of the land is in contradiction to the law of God, then we cannot obey, you know, we have to obey the law of God first. We are answerable to God first. But we have to be careful that we obey the law of the land in keeping to all, you know, proper laws of, you know, paying our taxes and living according to the rules and the laws of the land. Here is a decree that was decreed by the king and he disobeys the decree and goes ahead and prays three times a day even though he's supposed to go and worship the king. So in, in, in the legal aspects, he was faithful to the law of God. To the law of God. In the legality, when I speak about the legality, the law of God. The law of God stands supreme over the law of any other law or any other verdict or any other thing that people pronounce. All authority on the earth has been established by God. But sometimes earthly authorities go and turn things against the law of God, which we cannot fulfill. And so when it came to legality, he pursued the law of God first and chose to disobey the decree for this, of the king for the sake of God. Because God was supreme king over his life. And so the, in the four areas that you find in spirituality, in his religiosity, in his uh, morality and his legality, you find that Daniel was a man who was faithful to God. And so the central message of Daniel simply comes out this way. Be faithful as these Hebrew men through trials and persecution and challenges and temptations because there is an eternal kingdom you will inherit and an allotted inheritance as a reward. As faithful men, their lives and message was a lesson to the people of Israel. As these faithful men live their life in such an exemplary way, this becomes a message, an example, a lesson to the people of Israel and so it is for us today. And so what happens as a result of this faithful men as they stood through these trials, we don't have time to go into every story. You all know it. You know what? Number one, the result, the reward is that God gave insight of the divine plans of God. Insight into his divine plans. You will receive answers. You will receive insight. That's what Gabriel, angel Gabriel came and said, as soon as you set your heart, your mind to seek the Lord, as soon as you set your heart to humble yourself before God, God sent me with a word, with an answer. Before the prayer was over, a messenger came with the answer. And God was constantly revealing about Bel Nebuchadnezzar's dream, Belshazzar, about uh, you know, Darius, Cyrus, all these men and the kingdoms that were going to come. You know, and then the Antiochus, uh, uh, you know, Epiphanes who would come and destroy Jerusalem later on you know, in the, you know, before Christ. And, and, and all of that, God was revealing everything. And about the end times, the coming of the Messiah, and then about end times, God was revealing everything to him. Hallelujah. Insight, insight into God's heart, insight into God's plans, insight into what God is doing. 
Brother, sister, these are days while we have to be faithful to God in our spirituality, religiosity, morality and legality in every area. While we stand strong and faithful knowing that there is an eternal kingdom to which we uh, belong to and every earthly kingdom will rise and have its fall. We will, when we remain faithful, this is a reward. This is what God does for us. He will give you insight into divine plans. He will open your eyes of understanding. He will give you wisdom which the world does not have. He will help you to unpack things that people struggle to and are grappling with. You will come to know what is God doing? What is God saying? What is God going to do? You will begin to see things in the spirit that, that men natural people wise men of this world magicians sorcerers will not be able to see god will open your spiritual eyes into a new dimension hallelujah i believe that these are days where god will open your spiritual eyes hallelujah and begin to show you things and help you have insight and understanding about god's heart and what god wants us to do through his revealed word and through visions and dreams Hallelujah. Don't run here and there. Don't follow this person, that person, someone who will bring some vision or dream or some prophecy or something. God is able to speak to you. Hallelujah. Amen. While you remain faithful in all of these areas, God will give you insight, understanding about concerning the times. The men of Issachar had an understanding, discerned the times and knew the times and what they had to do. God will give you insight. And because of that insight, he prospered. Secondly, that leads to second point of the blessing is influence. God gave him influence. God took him to a position of influence. You know, uh, coming uh, uh, from a royal background, coming from a background of, uh, you know, nobility, this man, Daniel, continues to be very faithful to God, very sincere to God. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, all of them are elevated to high positions. Not only in, 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 the, in the sight of man, but even in the sight of God. The Bible says that when the angel Gabriel came, he says that you are highly esteemed. You are highly favored by God. Hallelujah. Oh, what a blessing it is. That is something that you, we, we don't want to lose. So we don't want to trade for anything else. Where God highly esteems us. God favors us highly. Hallelujah. What a blessing it is. When God favors you. When God esteems you highly. This cannot be you know, done by giving some offering. Or it cannot be done by just doing some charity. It cannot be done just by doing some good works. It, is, it comes out of a, a life of good spirituality. Religiosity. Morality. And legality. In following the law of God. Over everything else. And living an uncompromising life. Firstly insight. Secondly influence in a foreign land. A high position. A position where he. Even the king fell at his feet. A position where he was. You know number two to the king. Where he was in charge of the kingdom. Where he. Uh, and Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Were in a foreign land. How can you go to a foreign land. And, and rule. Your enemy kingdom, hallelujah, this is nothing but God's doing. But far more than God's doing alone. It is not a magical God's doing. It is also because of their own faithfulness. Hallelujah. Yes, it was God's doing fundamentally. But it was also because they aligned themselves to the ways of God, to the will of God. And they were faithful. 
hallelujah, in a foreign land. And these were young men. While they, while they began their journey, they were young. But they stood and they were faithful. God will give you and take you to positions of influence. God will take you and use you in, and, and help you to influence to a larger sphere of influence as you remain faithful to him. In, in areas and territories that are far beyond your own comprehension or your field of expertise. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God will give you influence. It's a reward. Number three, inheritance. Number one is insight you find in the scriptures. Secondly, influence. And thirdly, inheritance. Inheritance of eternal rewards. Not only earthly inheritances. Of course, as people in high positions, they would have lived a very royal life. Probably, I'm sure they would have had good incomes and good lives that they would have lived. But this is very specifically when Daniel is pursuing God and asking Lord, what are these visions? What does it mean? And as he's constantly yearning and seeking to know what God is doing and what God is saying and what does it mean, Lord? While he's asking that repeatedly in Daniel chapter 12, in verses 8 to 10, I want you to read this. Come with me to Daniel 12 verses 8 to 10. I heard, but I did not understand. So he asked my Lord, what will the outcome of all of this be? He replied, go your way, Daniel, because the words are rolled up and sealed until the time of the end. Many will be purified, made spotless and refined, but the wicked will continue to be wicked. None of the wicked will understand, but those who are wise will understand. They will understand. They will have an insight, a glimpse, but go your way, Daniel. These words are rolled up and sealed until the time of the end. You will not understand everything now and every detail is not going to be revealed also. So God is God. God also does not reveal every detail of every plan from the beginning to the end. God gives insights, a window of information. How a great a prophet a person might be. God only gives an insight, a window of information. A window of a picture, a picture, a little bit of insight and wisdom that gives you the wisdom to live and order your life in a certain way. But God does not reveal every detail and everything to man. The Bible says here, when Daniel asked, Lord, what does it mean? What, of the, what is the outcome of all of this? He says, go your way, Daniel. Again, come to verse 13, second time. As for you, go your way, Daniel, till the end. You will rest. And then at the end of the days, you will rise to receive your allotted inheritance. Daniel, don't worry about everything that I have spoken. This is a revelation to help the people understand, for them to have the wisdom to know that there is an eternal kingdom that is coming. But as for you, you go your way till the end. You live your life. You will rest. You will die, Daniel. Then at the end of the days, end of the age, you will arise to receive your allotted inheritance. Daniel, for all your faithfulness, and even though all the insight is fully not revealed and everything is not made known, you are sure to receive an allotted inheritance. There is an eternal reward for your faithfulness, Daniel. Hallelujah, brother, sister. You may not know. You and I may not know everything and not understand every reason of why everything happens and why everything goes wrong the way that it happens in the world. But one thing we know, we will go to the end of our days. We will go our way. We will go till the end. We will rest. And then at the end of the time, end of the age, we will rise. Hallelujah. That's the hope uh, that we will receive our allotted inheritance. Hallelujah. And so that is our focus. Don't try to dissect too much. 
misread or 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 read between two, the lines too much into everything that is going on in the world things that for which we don't know we say we don't know things that god has not revealed we should say god has not revealed we do not know things that we don't understand we must say god you know we do not understand god does not reveal everything every detail and if somebody claims to know every reason for every detail of everything that is happening in the world and everything about what god is doing is a question mark i would put a question mark on that knowledge god does not reveal even to daniel while daniel was one of the very esteemed men noah daniel and job are quoted by ezekiel and saying even if noah daniel and job would come and stand i would not spare the land that's what prophecy of daniel is where daniel was among the few who were who were considered by god as the most esteemed among men noah daniel and job faithful men righteous men but even though his name is listed there yet when daniel is asking repeatedly in chapter 12 what is this going to be what will the outcome of all of this be god says daniel go your way till the end rest at the end of the age you will rise you will receive your allotted inheritance hallelujah of eternal rewards so what happens as a result as a result of the faithfulness and a faithful life that you live all through your trials you receive insight god begins to show you glimpses of his divine plans and gives you the wisdom to live your life the right way and a glorious way he he and that brings elevation and that puts you in a place where yes god gives you influence in the world also and makes you to do things and be fruitful in many ways which are far beyond your own capacity or sphere of influence god puts you in a place of influence and makes you a blessing for the people and through you where people come to know who god is and that's what happened through the life of daniel and shadrach meshach and abednego through a position of influence through trials they came up to a position of influence but their influence ultimately led them all of this for the glory of god finally to a place of inheritance that they would receive hallelujah and so i want to encourage us from the book of daniel this morning that whatever be the odds in our life whatever be the chaos that is going on whatever be the confusion whatever be the pain whatever be the suffering whatever be the confusion whatever be the questions that we might have let's continue to be faithful in our spirituality religiosity our morality and our legality then you will receive the rewards as daniel was blessed with with insight into divine plans of god secondly into a influence a place of position of influence to be a blessing to many people and thirdly where he would receive an inheritance at the end of the age and allotted inheritance as a reward hallelujah each man will be given a reward according to each man's work Hallelujah 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 and so brother sister we need to get prepared for such a blessing that would come through this in this eternal kingdom that we are in and this kingdom that is coming hallelujah which will override every other kingdom of the earth let's continue to live as his kingdom faith people faithful people faithful in the few you will be rewarded with much shall we pray Father in heaven we come to you in Jesus name Lord we are grateful to you for the privilege that you given to us to come and meditate on your word and we have fed Lord uh, 
we have lord fed on green pastures this morning oh father you've been leading us beside still waters and into green pastures lord we are thankful to you for the power of your word and the greatness and the glory of your word oh father for your word lord is food to our soul and lord breath in our nostrils oh father this brings life where can, where else can we go for you have the words of eternal life so we acknowledge your word this morning and the god of the word lord we pray that you help us to be faithful like these hebrew children and help us to inherit a reward that you have in store for everyone and lord we desire and pray for everyone who is watching right now we pray that such a blessing will be released upon every home upon every family and everyone who is watching right now we pray that everyone will be faithful knowing that we are inheriting an eternal kingdom of oh father and we fix our eyes upon you the author and the finisher of our faith and who lord for the joy endured the cross we will also endure our cross and receive the reward that you have in store for us bless everyone with insight influence and inheritance that is due for them bless everyone we pray we commit everyone to your care and your keeping lead everyone in a wonderful new way of faithfulness help us give us the grace there are times where we are tempted and we fall there are times that we lord seek after things that are sinful lord keep us away from the lust of the eyes the lust of the flesh and the pride of life keep us away from anything that would make us stumble and fall keep us away lord hallelujah guard our hearts help us to guard our hearts and be pleasing to you let your name be glorified bless your people abundantly in jesus mighty name we pray amen